The Keanu Review. Keanu, we gonna creep on you. From your B-list, your realist, for eons, do you know what Neo knew? And can you be Kung Fu? Or are you dead when he said party on dudes? I know it's beyond you, that you could be untrue. Whether at point break speed, a neon demon boo. We got a brief on you, don't put the tea on you. We drinking cognac for the podcast of Keanu. You are listening to the Keanu Review. This week we are talking about a world of calm because we want you to try and get away from all the chaos of the modern world and just so happens that in episode 5 it's narrated by Keanu Reeves. I'm your host Bob Shields and with me as always are Robin Hitchcock Hello. And Regina Connolly. Oh, hi. <laughs> Regina's like, okay, enough with the bit. <laughs> no, that was part of the bit. <laughs> I'm a jarring note. <laughs> Do we have one woe reviews? Whoa. So this is an episode, this is a, a series on HBO Max that we think is, at least in concept, an antidote for the modern world, and it does an okay job. Yeah, in we, fact, we actually just did an empirical test of it. That's correct. So I watched this the other night, and I'll talk about that experience a little bit soon, but we were scheduled to start recording about half an hour ago. And as I was getting ready, I couldn't find something and started getting super, super anxious and like really went into like a full blown panic attack. Like I was hyperventilating and and panic sweating, which I am currently still covered in panic sweat. But anyway, I was like, okay, I messaged Regina and Bob, like, can we push it back a little bit? And I was like, I have enough time to (laughs) rewatch A World of Calm at a time when I am extremely not calm and see if it works. And I'm happy to report it pretty much did. Like, I was already coming down, but it helped me stay down. Yeah, this series, I think, came out in connection with the Calm app. And when I was looking up more information about it, they were like, it's weird for a TV show to be billed as something to watch to put you to sleep. But I Mm -hmm. think that's specifically (laughs) what this is. And each episode is narrated by a different celebrity. And they have, I think, like a good range of like big name celebrities doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of, it feels like a screensaver of like (laughs) nature shots so this each episode, as far as I know, I only watched the Keanu one, is a sort of different topic. This one was about a gentleman in Latvia who uh, does traditional woodworking, and it you watch him make a canoe while we also learn some general facts about trees around the world. That's the plot summary. For once. <laughs> right. For once, our plot summary will not take the length of the full episode. <laughs> well, thank you to Alex Reed for our theme song. <laughs> So, Robin, did you watch any of the other episodes? I did not really. The Idris episode... I I always want to say Idris Elba, and I think that that's wrong. It's Idris, yeah. Idris, yeah. His episode is the next one, and it came on after, and I was 
I started it. I always find his real voice so distracting. <laughs> <laughs> I also just watched that episode too, because you said you were watching one. Okay, so cool. <laughs> I watched that one too, and it is about space. Is it good? It is on par with Keanu's episode, in that it's nominally describing things in space, but not really about anything. Outer space? Outer space, yeah. So like okay. from the Earth to the Moon to the rest of the solar system to the galaxy. Like it sort of escalates. Powers of 10 stuff. Yeah, it escalates in distance. But much like the Keanu episode, like you see a man making a boat and he talks about, and he mentions this is the wisdom of trees, but it's not really... <laughs> There's no message. It's no. It's not about anything. It's just a kind of pleasant thing to listen to. It's a little bit like fortune cookie statements read one after the other, cobbled together into a script that Keanu had to read. Mm-hmm. Like Bob said, mm-hmm. he really does legitimately say, this is the wisdom of trees. We don't really know what yes. this is other than to not die. They were kind of like, trees use the mycelium underneath the forest floor to communicate and share resources. Mm-hmm. Um, only they didn't say those specific words. They just sort of were like, the section that's sick gets some stuff to not be sick. Thank you for saying mycelium because I was like, what is the word for this? Like I knew I had heard it before but couldn't remember it. And boy is that is as a missing fact ever a way to stop me from being calm. <laughs> I will say like that is a thing that is maybe just my nature, but a part of this that I was a little bit like I struggled with is it's it's a thing to calm you down, but a nature show to me that in no way makes any reference to climate change whatsoever is mm. not calming. It feels mm. sort of willfully detached and for me the question of whether or not that is like a realistic way to calm yourself like I don't know like I I don't think I don't think I have like a good answer for it there was a part of me that wished that the in the bottom corner there was a thing that was like pulsing telling you when to like take a deep breath in and a deep breath out or like that it was more like a, a vague guided meditation but it seemed a little bit like a nature show that does not acknowledge any of the current challenges of nature it was just hard for me to swallow have you watched any of the recent david attenborough stuff I've seen clips of it. I have never watched a full episode of like Planet Earth or anything like that. Whichever the most recent one is that's on Netflix, Mm -hmm. I highly recommend for calming evening background Mm -hmm. stuff. And it is what Regina says, where like it talks about like the dark side of nature and also humanity's war on nature, but Mm -hmm. it still has this meditative quality to it. So I recommend that to you, Regina. And I think part of the reason it just pinged for me is I literally just finished a book that was sort of like a contemplation on like woman's place in wilderness and just sort of talking about like whether or not like wilderness can exist on its own or if it needs the, the, the mythology of civilization or society to be up against it so to have just spent Mm -hmm. like hours like grappling with that book and then to cut to this is the wisdom of trees was just like (laughs) jarring for me as a jerk i guess (laughs) i guess yeah planet earth definitely takes a more like whole grand view of everything and talks about how enduring nature is and that as a concept is sort of calming whereas this like you said is sort of detached and that may be intentional like as a way to try and detach yourself from your worries or whatever Mm -hmm. it does feel like 
a slightly half-hearted attempt because it comes across as a nature documentary but i don't think that is what it actually is i think it's right. a meditation aid yeah the other big difference between it and planet earth is like the photography is fine it's not mind-blowing correct but it is perfectly nice and good to look at and everything but it's not gonna blow your mind I will say, I think you're exactly right about it not being a nature show. I do want to share the thing that I found online that Warner Media had like said about it, because I think it really captures the essence of it. It's an immersive visual journey into another world. Each relaxing tale is designed to transform how you feel, transporting the viewer into tranquility through, and I quote, scientifically engineered narratives, enchanting music, and astounding footage to calm your body and soothe the mind. Okay. <laughs> they use a focus group? Like I assume that's what they mean. Yeah. And if you treat it as that and not like a nature show, like you are not gonna learn anything, I don't think, from watching this. No. Other yeah. than that, like Keanu is a great narrator. I learned about steam bending. Well that's true. Yeah, exactly. Didn't know that. Uh, so that's my overall take on this episode is that the boat making stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. And I also found it genuinely calming, except for at one point when he was shaving away trunk parts, I was like, but what if he made a hole? So for me, I had three exact moments where I was like, this is not calming. I am stressed out. They were number one. When he is carving the boat, he has a blade and he's like straddling a the the trunk of a tree and he's pulling the blade directly towards his jug. Directly towards his jug. And I was like, my grandfather owned a deli and you're never supposed to put your body in the in the like path of the blade was what I grew up with. And I was I found that very upsetting. <laughs> Number two, uh, he's like burning the tar on the boat and he's not wearing any protective eyewear or like any gear of any kind other than like a smock. And it's dripping all over the place it's i was like come on man protect your eyes and number three when the boat is finally finished he puts it into an icy lake with i'll say all the athleticism and grace of me doing it which is to say like none at all it looks very much like he has never spent a day in a canoe in his entire life and he i was like he's gonna drown please just get him back on dry land but other than that i found it very chill yeah yeah i just I liked the canoe stuff. I found it interesting. I did find the photography there prettier. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to comment on this. Last year, for our newer listeners, every year I try to watch every movie that's nominated for an Oscar. It's a ridiculous thing that I've been doing for a long time. Sarah Bunting invented it. It's called the Oscars Death Race. I can't recommend it to anyone because it's a nightmare, and yet I won't stop doing it. Part of the Oscars Death Race is that you have to watch the things that are nominated for Best Documentary Short, which are almost always horrible examinations of the worst parts of Mm -hmm. being alive. Last year, one of the coolest documentaries, which is still about a horrible thing about being alive, is called, um, I think it's called Life Overtakes Me. I'll confirm that. And the directors of it did a Q&A when I saw this at our local theater row house. And they talked about how when they set out to make this movie, they didn't want drone footage. They mm-hmm. were like, that's such a cliche. We're not going to do this. But then somebody in the area in Sweden that they were working in was like, here's some drone footage. And they were like, oh, it's too pretty. We have to use it. (laughs) Now, before that, it was like that episode of How I Met Your Mother where the glass breaks when you point out someone's annoying qualities. Do you remember this? 
yeah, it's like something that you never really noticed before, but now that it's been pointed out, it's all you can think about. Mm -hmm. So now, every time I watch documentaries specifically with lots of drone footage, I'm like, <laughs> uh, drones! <laughs> or as my friend Lexi and I used to say, drones! Which I texted her, why did we always say drones like that? And neither of us can remember. <laughs> Well, it's funny also because I feel like the only time I thought about drone footage was when we were um, visiting Bob's mom. Uh, her husband is uh, an ornithologist, mm -hmm. and he was talking about how uh, drones taking basically footage of like the coast where we were are really bad for birds. And I was like, oh, good. Another thing I didn't know about how we are <laughs> terrible to nature. <laughs> so the, the photography, like you said, it is very generic. And Keanu's episode specifically is not all about the guy in Latvia. It will suddenly be like, here's some California redwoods. They're very big and old. Right. Like, I kind of was into, like, if it were all as short as the, like, by the way, redwoods are 2,000 years old. Right. Like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the extended, what is the thing that the network of fungus is called? I believe it's Mycelial called network. Mycelium. Mycelium. Yeah, so, like, okay. that part, I was like, Okay, and that's also where they do the most of like, we're trying to have a message when it's like the community takes care of its weakest members. And I'm like, no, just talk to me about a boat. Right. <laughs> I did like the boat stuff more than the generic tree stuff. For sure. Yeah. Mycelium. Yeah. Sorry. Mycelial network is a thing from the terrible new Star Trek series. So. <laughs> Wait, is that not like the scientific word? So it is, but mycelium is the real word and mycelial is the fictional word that I got confused with. Okay, I got it. <laughs> from Discovery? Yeah. Okay. Total aside, people often refer to that online as disco. Yes. And I get confused every time. Because otherwise the shortened version of it would be STD. <laughs> <laughs> they should have thought about that yeah <laughs> i think also like part of what was distracting when they tried to have more like messages or more in depth beyond this is the wisdom of trees is they would say these platitudes or i was like i don't feel that way they were like everyone when they're around trees like feels calmer and i was like it depends on the trees and who else is there sir right. like if it's two in the morning and i'm alone and it's a full moon there could be werewolf issues that i'm not aware of and i would not be very Call. Like, I'll never let go of, I saw the Blair Witch Project in the theater in Rutland, Vermont, which was like the closest theater to where my family used to vacation in rural, rural Vermont. And that drive back <laughs> <laughs> through the trees of the Green Mountains, uh, it's like burnt into my brain. And like, I'm sorry that my analysis is basically like, this 20-minute episode that's meant to put you to sleep doesn't have enough nuance. <laughs> but you know. No, I mean, listen, I liked this. I, I probably am going to watch some of the other episodes. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I'm not a meditator. Do you guys, do either no. of you meditate? Yeah, no, I no. feel like that kind of skipped our generation. <laughs> um, like, I don't know if you know that like Gen Z is like, they meditate every morning. What? I don't know how, like, I can't speak for the whole generation, but, like, the ones that I know <laughs> are like, yeah, so I had some good meditation this morning, and I'm like, you had what? <laughs> I had a bowl of wheat checks. Right. I maybe am exaggerating based on anecdotal evidence. But so is this show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, that's not who I am. Hmm. That being said, 
I am less cynical than my husband, Colin, who was sitting <laughs> next to me the first time I tried to watch this. I did try to watch it right before bed. Different does this work test. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought he was already asleep. He didn't know anything about this and thought I was watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And so that probably adjusted his expectations and his reaction of total cynicism. But he was like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, uh, when, he, when they're talking about the boat and he says it's like a conversation mm-hmm, between mm-hmm. friends, Colin just like lost it. And I was like, stop it. Let me enjoy <laughs> this. And he did not. So it had the opposite effect on him. Correct. <laughs> I do think, like, it is worth pointing out that I think Keanu's delivery of these scientifically engineered phrases <laughs> was really good. I yeah. think he oh, has, sure. like, a great calming presence, and his famous intonations worked for me for mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say, I, I've watched two other episodes. I watched the Idris Elba one, who is also a very calming narrator. And the other one I watched was Lucy Liu, which is the first episode. And she was exactly as calming as you would imagine Lucy Liu's soothing voice to be. She was great. So I can imagine that that's probably true for everyone because they have yeah, some they have Kate serious star power. Yeah, Kate Winslet's yeah. on there. Killian Murphy. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman is one as well. Yeah. Yeah. They spent all their money on their actors and then we're just like, let's just use drone footage. Drones! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's shot entirely by a second unit. It's <laughs> yep. just... A guy in a cell phone. So uh, if this were to be remade today, Keanu would do. <laughs> I think Keanu would play one of the Redwoods. <laughs> uh, I think Keanu would be the director because he is a movie director and exacts high standards of image quality. Oh, that's right. I think that you wouldn't have any of the digitally sharpened drone footage that we have at the moment. It would be crisp, very nicely photographed film all that stuff. And Great. Who would Charlize Theron play? One of the Aspens. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would cast her as a co-narrator that they could add a little banter. Like they could play like an improv game where it'd be like they could each say one word. Or if we have Keanu talking about the boat and Charlize talking about here's some tree facts, that might that, work a little better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. My version would be unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> I also it would be fun to see Keanu and Charlize if this was completely no, like no narration just the music and the two of them make the boat together oh I would love to watch them make a boat yeah <laughs> so boat making aside when my sister first moved out to Washington to work for Microsoft I went to visit her and we went to her boss's farm mm-hmm. where he had he raised alpacas and had a barn that he was making a giant canoe in. And he was talking to us at length about where he was in the canoe making. He was in the drying phase, which they very much gloss over in this, where you just kind of leave your canoe alone for a year. And (laughs) I just remember, I was probably 20 at the time, and I just remember being like, oh, rich people have weird hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Well, I also remember thinking again, because I'm a joyless husk, but I was like, you know, (laughs) carving a canoe by hand seems like intense, blister-making, difficult physical and mental exertion, which to me is the opposite of calming. Like, I think they were presenting it like a meditative shaving. And I was like, his hands are gnarled in pain. As an arthritic person, I'm like, come on. Regina, you garden, right? Have you never made your hands look worse through gardening? I don't know. I just mean, I just think it's like a very exacting task to them present it as the same as like 
a struggle. That's, I think that's why it is calming for some people. Gotcha. I don't know. I like cross stitching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. A, I, I mean, I get the like a, a repetitive task that you have mm-hmm. mastered is meditative. I get that. But yeah. I, I just, you know. That guy definitely got some tar burns because yeah, he was for sure not taking care of himself. <laughs> <laughs> Any Rufus moments? Anything seem dated from this very recently produced... Uh... Uh, people not wearing masks. <laughs> oh, very true. Bring uh, it right back to 2020. Who knows? Uh, maybe in Latvia, you're in the middle of the forest. <laughs> yeah, right. A thing that I really liked in this is at some point he puts the boat in in a lake and lets it ice over and just leaves it there for a while and then he's like dragging the the frozen boat out of it i was like that's what i'm gonna feel like when quarantine's over <laughs> a frozen boat dragged out of an icy lake yeah steam bend me back into being a normal person so what are our kianos and kikianu moments i think wisdom of trees is the kiano yes Keanu no because it, it has no context and doesn't mean anything. Controversial point. I think that's my key Keanu. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it's such a stupid sentence, but it made me laugh to hear him say it. And I was like, excited by that. <laughs> this is probably the only time that this dichotomy is going to come up. Yeah. My Keanu is the conversation between friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fair. Yep. And my key Keanu is when he's putting tar on the boat and Keanu says, sticky black gold. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of sexy. <laughs> the pot that he is heating the tar up in. The like, cauldron. The, it's like, yeah. well, it's like on like a wooden handle. Uh, so he doesn't have to touch the like hot metal. It looks both like a Pinterest photograph from like a farm wedding but also like a witch's brew is going to be inside there so i was definitely into that i thought it was definitely witchy yeah yeah the whole thing is like a pinterest photograph come to life cottage core yeah rustic elegance you might Mm -hmm. say and i bet that canoe costs thousands of dollars when he sells it on he should sell it he obviously doesn't know how to use it yeah (laughs) that was colin was like i wonder how much this sells for and i'm like first of all what uh, a Colin response to be like, let's talk business. <laughs> Does he sell these? I, I so at some so. point he's wearing an apron while he's doing the tar and it looks like it has a logo. So I assume that this is a, a boutique business. Okay, good for him. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It makes me think about that great episode of Parks and Rec where Bloosh <laughs> picks Ron Swanson's chair as like, it's like a fake goop. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I make one a year. <laughs> training montage i mean the whole thing is essentially a training. yeah the boat situation is a very slow training montage very quiet allude to a training montage in that they're like he learned this from his father and now he teaches his son Mm. so i would have liked to see his son and him like do some stuff and his son is just whacking a piece of wood with a stick at the time so he's obviously got a lot to learn yeah. That's where you that's where you start. Oh, a thing that I really liked is so at some point when he's, you know, chiseling away with his hands, he then like scoops a bunch of wood shavings. Oh, I love that part. That I would watch <laughs> on a loop. It looks like a pile of leaves that you would jump into and obviously it would be uncomfortable in reality, but it looked so fluffy. So many splinters. Just pretending that it is as fluffy as it looks very mm. soothing. Yeah. yeah. And the just like the, the sheer pencil shavings nature of like there was a huge amount and then he moved it in a gust. I loved that. Yeah. yeah. Like, Let's make a like, gif. 
It's like he was tossing a sculpture of Bill from Bill and Ted's hair. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Um, I would say in terms of ranking this that I'll give it a cool even 10 Mm. because I'm like, it's fine. Uh, I wasn't even going to rank this. Oh, it's because, getting a score. Because I we didn't we didn't do that for TV episodes in Theronathon. But it's whole new podcast, it. buddy. I'm gonna go with a twelve. Sounds good. I'm gonna go with just to be calm and down the middle. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna say eleven. Great. Ten, eleven, twelve. I think we all agree. This is fine. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, exactly. It's. I think if you if you are have the appetite for like downloading an app that's meant to calm you down, then this show would probably also do that, since that is what it is designed for. Exactly. But if you want to watch a nature documentary, watch Planet Earth or something on National Geographic. Yeah. But also, I'm I'm glad that Keanu is in the Keanu Sans in the general public's eye right now because I think it's the kind of gig that he would not have gotten. Oh, for sure. For a long time, because people were so like in the post, for example, Bram Stoker's Dracula era, that people were too hung up on uh, making fun of him or being like, "Oh, he's such a doofus." Mm-hmm. That I don't think that he would they wouldn't take his uh, delightful narration mm. as delightful. It would be dismissed, and I I'm glad that we're right. He basically has these two. I mean, we could talk about we'll talk about it endlessly the big term long-term picture of Keanu's career but he has those two fallow periods of his appreciation in the world Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say fallow periods actually creatively but the (laughs) world has fallow periods of how much they understand the greatness of Keanu Reeves and so it's like the mid-90s and the basically the period between the end of the Matrix and John Wick And this would not have happened in either of those. He would not be alongside Idris Elba and Nicole Kidman. So Mm -hmm. welcome back. And also not to constantly use sitcoms uh, in this episode, but whatever, I'm going to go for it. His career to me feels like in the, in How I Met Your Mother when they're on their road trip and they're listening to the song 500 Miles and it's the only song that they can listen to. And it's great at first. And then it's like, uh, and he's like, it comes back around and then they're excited (laughs) again. (laughs) <laughs> the song itself never changes and is always amazing. I just hope that this one lasts because we have at least 100 episodes to go. <laughs> right. It will for us. He also has this persona of being somewhat mystic now. Right, like SpongeBob. Yes. So it's like... Wait, what? You'll see. Yeah, this, he's in SpongeBob as like a mystic tumbleweed SpongeBob movie. Okay. Um, but yeah, but that's Keanu's like persona, like his real life persona when he's on like talk shows and stuff. Like yeah. Col- Stephen Colbert asked him what happens when we die and he gave a perfect answer. Oh, yeah. What do you think happens when we die, Keanu Reeves? <laughs> I know that the ones who love us will miss us. But, uh, but yeah, so he has this kind of thing that is naturally calming and people look to towards kind of wisdom. So it means he is perfectly suited for this kind of narration at this part in his career. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting to to hear him as a narrator. I feel like the first time I did was in the movie Keanu. 
um, where for a while I couldn't tell if it was actually him narrating the cat talking Mm -hmm. because I feel like hearing his voice separated from his performance was such a rarity that I was like, I think it's him, but I just, I couldn't be sure. (laughs) So it's nice that it's become more normalized. When I was listening to this, I was definitely like, yeah, that's, that's our guy. And that's one other thing that I did like about this is hearing Keanu as voiceover reminded me of The Lake House, which once again (laughs) is one of my favorite Keanu movies. Mm -hmm. And I both look forward to and dread the day that we discuss it on this show. (laughs) (laughs) It's on HBO Max, just like this is. Okay. We are Um, not getting paid to plug it. I would just like to make a note. Because we're doing scores now, we can now relate this to... Uh, with average scores, we can relate this to other movies in our, that we've already watched. Yeah. And so this is has exactly the same average score as Sweet November and A Walk in the Clouds. And if that's not perfect average scoring, I don't know what is. Uh, and all of those have this kind of uh, relax and watch this movie vibe right. to them. Exactly. I honestly was like, A Walk in the Clouds, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Just remember the butterfly wings. I remembered the romance of the grape. It came back to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've talked about this for longer than the actual, than the actual thing. Yeah. Thank you to Alex Reed for our amazing theme song. Thank you to my co-hosts for joining me. Thank you to friends for sharing their passwords to HBO Max. <laughs> you know who you are and we appreciate it did you watch the david byrne thing not yet okay i'm saving it (laughs) me too thank you for listening but most importantly thank Thank you keanu Keanu. for the wisdom of trees it's Gonna eat it all up while we talk about Keanu Reeves. If you're going to be quiet, you have to get close to the microphone. <laughs> 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 <laughs>